Alright, welcome to Echoes of New Eden. I am your host Rambo, and boy do we have an episode for you today. I had the freighter spotters from GenFed on the show. Coincidentally, had Alondria and Immortals join in for a short roundtable discussion. And then I talked with Cairo, and we hit on a lot of topics and current events. Enjoy the show. And here's a message from my sponsors for this week. The apocalypse is upon us. The sixth sign has come and the seal broken. The power horse rides and the universe is to be burned clean by his gaze. Rejoice, for the end is now. Soon all will be ash soaked in blood. Brothers, your only hope of redemption is the church of St. Macapa. Join us in this crusade to purge New Eden of heresy and bring glory to the true God. While other organisations offer worthless financial programs, hollow dreams and a false sense of security, we offer only the certainty of death while killing the heretics that infest New Eden. Capsuleers, take holy orders with the church and join with our brothers of the Six Seal Alliance as we roam enacting his will. The end is coming. Make it happen. Join Colt, K-U-L-T, today. GRA Gorillas. They are recruiting. GRA is a tactical group geared towards guerrilla warfare wherever they go, consisting of flexible pilots who adapt to any and all developments of the game. They utilize tactics together with a team. They thrive under pressure in small gang warfare, and they are part of the Federation. Apply by contacting a GRA representative or join their Discord at lgorilla.online. More info can be found at www.lgorilla.com. Become part of the legend. And this episode is sponsored by Bad Luck Chuck. Bad Luck Chuck wants to remind you that your mama is fat. And that is all. Yes, he did pay me to say that. So you're welcome, Chuck. Big news in the last couple days. Eve Echo's community saw a 212 billion isk Abaddon kill mail. Maddie from Pew, I guess, sent it into Delve and got it killed. By far the largest kill mail to date on the official server. So next week, I'll be having Space Karen on the show, and we will be talking about Eve Echo's memes. And he's even got some songs for us to play, so we will be playing some bangers just like this. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Out of fountain, motherfucking geese with attitude. From the flock that honks with aptitude. When I'm called off, I got a safe spot. Try to anchor station, get a fast lock. You too, boy, now jump to D4. Pantheon are gonna have to send more. On the gate, that's how I'm going out. For the punk interceptor that's ringing out. 
Cats start to mumble, they wanna rumble, honking and cloaking until they stumble. Going off on a Reddit thread like that, about a patch that affects your stacks. So give it up, fools. Got your loot in my goose tools. Here's a bubble trap to keep you guessing. With these kill mails like I'm fucking bad ran. Honking local is what I do. Don't make me have to start shooting blues. Honking boot toe to toe. Well, maybe I'm hitting up that chat box daily. Yo, weekly, monthly, and yearly. Until the old mother goose honks with me. That I'm gonna fleet up with DTC. Cairo, you can't fuck with me. So when I'm in your neighborhood, I burn bases. Cause Mario just can't take this as I leave believe I'm honking but when I come back boy I'm coming straight out of fountain stay tuned for that episode next week now let's get on to the game news so with the freighter raids uh the devs are wanting to make this a bit more difficult for these freighters to be found some of the things that they've learned is to make it more tanky make it more difficult to find and to make sure the pilots actually have experience flying in EVE and include additional time zone considerations for the event. So they'll do their best to make the adjustments for the next couple freighter raids. So look forward to that. And they did do another announcement for the gift grabs from their live stream and they did do codes but I also want to say that those codes had a cap limit on them. They could only be claimed a certain amount of times. And everyone pretty much claimed them all. So I didn't get any of the skill points or the skins. Alright, August 12th patch notes. There's quite a few uh, optimizations. Uh, they updated estimated prices based on successful transactions in the market, just like every week. Uh, let's see. For tutorial mission, activate the training ship. The number of rigs used has been increased. The speed of the bank's review process has been increased further to allow more convenient transactions. The limit of gift contracts has been increased. Recovering ships lost in low-sec systems using insurance no longer have the trade lock added to them. They improve the randomness of delivery missions, destinations, and low-sec regions. They improved, they improved the process of checking extraction mission completion in low-sec regions. They changed the number of IPs, the Sunasis, Gnosis, and Praxis to 50% of the original amount. Players who filed insurance claims for those ships mentioned uh, will receive the difference in IP via mail. Those ships were just way overpriced in uh, insurance cost. So they did have some bug fixes. They issued compensation for the latency issue. All players who have logged into the game during the first week of the server launch were eligible. Due to the errors in resource extraction data, the planetary resource data will be updated. They prepared 50,000 skill points for that. They fixed an issue where Focus Fire Command caused drones to fire regardless of whether the target was in range. They fixed an issue where some upgrade materials for the Will of Steel core were incorrect. They fixed an issue where the Tungsten Age core for faction cruisers could not be traded. They fixed planetary resource error caused by the last update. They fixed an incorrect pass mission completion push notification. They fixed various text display errors. 
They fixed an issue where saved locations couldn't be converted into bookmarks. They fixed an issue where it was possible to force attackers to stop targeting a capsuleer outpost by, ex by exiting control of the outpost. Fixed various data issues. Fixed various data issues with some of the combat tutorial missions. And they fixed an issue where tapping more in the advanced tutorial mission details would cause a menu to glitch. Now somewhere hopefully in a, in an upcoming patch I would like to see the outpost names get patched. Because for some reason those are missing. Alright, since August 10th a ban notice went out. 1431 accounts got banned. Looks like a majority of that was abnormal anomaly behavior. And that's it for the news this week. So now we'll get on to the uh, next segment of the show. We'll talk with Oz here and friends and then get to the roundtable and then the interview. Well, uh, Rambo, thanks. Uh, this is Azir from uh, Outer Rim Corp. I'm, I'm the CEO, and I'm joined with uh, two of our pilots from GenFed, also from uh, Outer Rim Corp, uh, Shieldbane77 and Azrael69. Uh, both were the uh, the pilots that actually were the first to uh, call out for our group, the, uh, the the freighters last week. Awesome. And welcome, guys. Welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. So, yeah, Ozier, these pilots were the ones that spotted the freighters. They were in the system when the freighter came in and, and was able to, to do the call-out uh, to, to get reinforcements to take down the freighter. Tell us about how they ended up there. Well, yeah, they, they, I, I will just simply say that they were very excited. Uh, you know, we, we were definitely, you know, Weird Bob had us uh, all spread out. Uh, you know, I, I think the first night, actually, it wasn't part of the fleet action, but I think there was like 70 players and uh, the second night, uh, I was I was leading the secondary fleet, uh, and there's about 60, 65 uh, players on that that Monday evening or no Tuesday evening, excuse me. So, but I'll let them tell their stories. Shield, go ahead. You were you were the first one to get it. Hi. So, Weird Bob had a room, um, and it was for the anniversary of the freighter event. And he's like, Shield, do you want to come? And I was like, Sure. So I hopped in my Atron too. We were all meeting up in Jita. Um, and I fit my Atron 2 with a red scanner. Um, I got some practice with the Cinesis that I got from the anniversary event. So I got really fast at scanning. And the event started and he started in Jita. And then they said he gave a clue and someone said he's in the Great Wildlands. So we all started warping towards the great wildlands and then they're like there whatever system he's in there's only seven people in the system so i'm warping towards the great wildlands and i look down and i see like seven or eight people in a system so i pull up the names and local and i saw him and i'm like he's here so i'm at the gate and i stop my ship and boom i pop the red scanner and it said like three or four things found, I think. And it was the first one that I scanned in and I scanned him down and I warped right to him. And as I was warping in, his guard warped off. So I tackled him um, and everyone's in voice comms. And I'm like, guys, I, I got him. I really got him. And it took a few seconds and someone was like, shield got him, shield got him. So I'm hitting the command yeah. and I think within like, less than maybe a minute or two he was swarmed and it was exciting <laughs> right 
And so you're talking about the first freighter kill. You were there for the first the, one. The Who was first, that? The first one. I, I got on the kill mail, um, but I didn't get the final blow. But it, it was awesome. Just to be there, it was awesome. Was the YouTuber, was that Orange Juice? Or was that the other guy? I can't remember. No, it was it was the other guy. Um, what's his <laughs> name? Yeah, Ozier helped no, my memory. It wasn't it was it wasn't Orange Juice. Yeah, Orange Juice scratched the day before on Sunday. Oh gosh, what was his name? It was a Hawk something or other, maybe. I thought that was, was, Hawk a... was the Hawk was the second one. That was the, that was the third one that that uh, that Azrael got. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick myself later. Well, either way, she'll she'll bag him anyways. But uh, yeah, yeah, and it was fun to watch the video after because he was so nice about he was just really nice, so it was good. Did now uh, a question that I have is did you get any of the loot? You know what? I was surprised that not that much loot dropped. Like I thought that there was going to be like ten billion worth of loot. Um, I, I believe that we ha- had shared it amongst everyone that was in the fleet. So. Um, I, I get a lot of contracts, so if I got something, I'm sure I did. I just didn't pay yeah. that much attention to well, it. Well, that was the thing, was um, he shared the kill mail, and you know he's scrolling through it, and like some of this really good stuff that people would want actually didn't drop. And so <laughs> it was a bit disappointing in that sense. Yeah, the first night we got a uh, a grav trap and then like an or an or gravity trap. So we, like, there was some stuff that was decently worthwhile, but like none of the new stuff, right? Like none of the uh, the, the meta fifteen yeah. officer loose dropped. So that was like the disappointing thing. But uh, scary Terry from XTC got the final blow, and I don't, I haven't heard uh, if he's received his module or if he did what he picked yet. But um, we're hoping that at least some officer loot will make it in because neither kill dropped officer loot. You know, and and she was just like you know she was kind of following the you know the 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 general direction of the fleet and whatnot. But I mean, she had been out in that area scanning down the day before, and uh, you know, I think the big thing is that you know for GenFed we had you know seventy pilots that first night. We had sixty five pilots all running around, uh, you know, just kind of honed in on one particular area, right? And we were we were fortunate both nights. Uh, Azrael, you know, was was on the second night. Yeah, Azrael, tell us about the uh, how you spotted this uh, the, on the, the second night the uh, the freighter. Uh, well, we, like like you were saying, there's you know sixty or sixty five of us all spread out in that region there. Um, I was unaware that the freighter pilot would be basically instantly teleporting to his starting position from GDM until about five minutes before it all started. So I picked hair for its strategic location to begin with i thought they were all coming in you know flying in from judah from hair to go north or south it's one jump to jump into a different region so i figured you know strategically this would be a good point a good choke point uh, about five minutes before the event started i'm informed that they're just going to instantly teleport to some random location i'm like oh well then it's a good thing we're already spread out everywhere and uh I just kind of kept popping my scanner every couple of minutes just to keep practice up with it up until it started. And as soon as it started, you know, everybody's saying, boy, so he's in Jita and he just, he just disappeared. I had just hit scan again. And knowing that I was the only one in the region at that point, all of a sudden I got five signals. So him and his whole guard fleet warped, you know, appeared in the system, just like steel maiden here happened to get lucky on that first signal that I scanned down. It was him. 
I warped to him and just started pinging the hell out of everybody. Uh, I actually wound up losing my spot on the kill mail because I dropped fleet to switch into Ozier's fleet so that he could get his fleet in there. He was waiting for a warp in while everybody else was pretty much already on grid and taking it out. But a little bit of luck and a little bit of uh, strategic positioning, I guess. Yeah, Th- that that freighter teleported into Hare, which you already happened to be in there, and you see the local Sorry, spike. Yeah, <laughs> and, and scan yeah, it down. Was that was well, I was watching yeah. the live stream, and we watched him teleport. It was almost instant. It was faster than the night before with with Shield Maiden spotting it. And yeah, it was. It, was it wasn't so even quick. twenty seconds. It wasn't even twenty thirty seconds. Uh, you know, from the time we were all here, all right, he's, he's disappeared. And and Asriel's like, I, I I got him, guys. He's he's here in hair. And I, I was five jumps out. And uh, you know, I didn't even get on. Like I I was the FC of the second fleet, and I didn't even get on grid. I was five jumps out like that. The event ended that quickly. Yeah, I was six jumps out, and I think I just made it in to see mm-hmm. it blow up. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and, and the Shush guy, a uh, guy from Shush, I don't recall who, but uh, somebody from Shush from Pand got the final blow on yeah, Cold uh, Soldier. On that one. Yep, that's right. Yep, from Pand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So we were we were excited about that, and you know, I mean, it's 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 frustrating because we all wanted it to be this like battle royale, right? Like we wanted it to be this big thing. Um, but it was exciting in its own way. Uh, and I know like there's some people that are uh, somewhat uh, suspicious of the whole thing that, you know, uh, you know, whether it's they're saying two players from Gen Fed or two players from Orc uh, were the ones that that got on grid first or that found them. But, you know, like, you know, they, they, that kind of stuff happens. Right. And, you know, both nights, I think uh, on Monday night we had uh, we had like Orc had like 20 of the, the 60 or five pilots, 70 pilots that were there, 15, 20 of the pilots were ours. You know, uh, we had probably 10 or 12 pilots on Tuesday night. So there was just, you know, numbers were on our side, right? We had planned for it. We prepared. And, uh, you know, when we when we invaded Innsmother and, uh, you know, it seemed like Innsmother, you know, and Void had uh, in, intumescent belts in like every third or fourth system. We didn't, we didn't, if we were joking about conspiracy theories. But at the end of the day, we just figured that, you know what, they take care of the dang things. They prepared, they, they guard the things. Like, you know, people that prepare tend to have more luck than people that don't prepare. So. Uh, we would have loved to have had like that big battle royale for the freighter. Um, it just that just wasn't how the event turned out. Right. Yeah. The freighter basically went down first, and then everybody was there for the the fight afterwards. And uh, after that second kill, um, the pod was still there for a while. So we were able to witness on the live feed of some sort of battle that was happening there for the time being. Up until yeah. uh, they, uh, until he destruct, like self destruct, and moved. Yeah, it was like a loot frenzy, right? A loot free for all that uh, both nights, and I, I think actually, uh, if I recall correctly, I think uh, Genfed, I think we lost a McCarroll coming out of the region that uh, that just didn't uh, didn't didn't find his way to a gate or get himself out of low sec quick enough. So that was unfortunate, but it was a good experience. It was fun. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, a um, also was Weird Bob and part of that second one too. Uh, was he? Uh, yeah, we, Weird Bob was yeah. the FC for both of them. Yep. Yeah, that raises eyebrows, right? <laughs> no. no, shout out to Weird Bob. Shout out to Weird Bob. Um, yeah, yeah, I think the first one was Weird Bob, and the second one was uh, was regular regular Robert. You know, so uh, you know, or normal 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 Robert is is his name sometimes. 
but no, I mean, it was, it was one of those things that we get it right. Like, you know, two players from the same corporation got them, but you know, I always say like, Hey, like, you know, we just, you know, we, we have a lot of fun. We're, we're opportunistic or aggressive. We're out there. We're, we're just shaking things up and we just happen to be in the right place, the right time, two days in a row. So yeah, yeah. That, that was the thing is I, I did spot it in a few areas, few different areas about, Hey, GenFed spotted both these freighters. They, they happen to be like either there or very close by when the freighters spawned in. Uh, yeah. what's up? Do they have info sources that, you know, are, are people telling them where they're uh, supposed no. to go? You know? No, no <laughs> you guys got info I don't got. That This is well, a problem. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, if you've ever ride it with Shield Maiden, you know that she's lucky. A uh, woman can find can find a special uh, like not, like nobody. Yeah, every corp needs one of those. <laughs> exactly. She's our, she's, our, she's, our ambassador, she's our ambassador of Juan. That's her official title. Who's the lucky one? I'm just the one that's too damn stubborn to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rambo, I mean, I appreciate you taking some time just to kind of hear the story because, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's all those the hypotheses and, and speculation that it was a, you know, an army of alts and things like that. And, you know, it was just a couple pilots out there just uh just playing the game you know having fun and uh just happen to be in the right place at the right time yeah pure luck right pure luck it could have spawned anywhere yep so awesome so hopefully, yeah yeah well hopefully hopefully we all have more fun the next time i was saying for those fellow scotsmen that are out there who say we don't have any luck yes we do it's just not often <laughs> yeah it's not often right <laughs> Alrighty, we'll we'll close it out from there. So thank you for uh, telling us about these, and uh, we'll see you possibly on the next couple freighter kills, right? Yes. I'm gonna try. Gonna try again. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Rambo. Thanks for having us, man. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Welcome to the Eve Echoes Roundtable. Today we have a special roundtable. I'm probably sitting with two of the most famous people in Evacos right now. Uh, what's up, Elandria? Hey. And we also have Immortals with us from Dead. What's up? Rip. What's up, guys? What is up? So you two are famous, right? I, I would say, um, I don't know. I don't know in good ways. Are you famous in good ways, or is it all? Does it all seem like it's bad ways? I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm Baba Yaga, so uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's got really cool folklore attached to it, so it's really fun. But uh, yeah, I, I uh, there there are people who definitely do not like me and would very much like to shoot me. So it does make life exciting. And so, yeah, Immortals, you kind of inherited your hatred, didn't you? Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, that's just infamous itself. Just having that court tag is ridiculous, you know, so. Yeah, and that's the D-E-A-D. Uh, and I wouldn't even say it was hatred. It's, uh, according to some people, there's no hate, but there's obviously a disliking toward the dead corp. Yeah. And is, why Very is that? I, I get literally from a different game <laughs> sg second galaxy uh and crazy part is uh 
Um, the, I think the CEO at the time was Lycander and all that other stuff. And what happened back in Second Galaxy? What happened back then? The dead, the dead now is completely different. And uh, yeah, most people still portray it as uh, dead being the uh, toxic, uh, infamous, uh, they'll fuck you over, you know, corp. When more than half the time, if you get in our comms or higher shit, get camping, you know, it's lit, you know. Yeah, uh, from what I've seen, maybe it's just on Reddit, but the dead um, propaganda. Do you have, like, top-tier propaganda or something that people uh, reflect? I say, like, Zealot, and I, uh, I think, yeah, Zealot is, like, our main guy. Um, He's he's a meme god. Like, there's n- nothing, nothing less than that. He's a meme god. I'm four dead. I give him a specific topic sometimes. I'm like, hey, look, we're about to do this. And he's like, okay, I'll have the memes on deck. It's awesome. And so, Ladre, with, uh, with with all this stuff that's going around New Eden right now, I mean, you're you're also Reddit famous. Uh, I am. I, I seem to make an appearance yeah. several times a week at least, sometimes daily. <laughs> Yeah, you I mean people talk about you on the Gulag, people talk about you on Reddit, um Pantheon still I think 3 weeks or 4 weeks after uh your removal, you're still being talked about in the in the firesides. Mhm. I make uh, I make a regular uh, appearance, appearance. Uh, as as a topic on the uh fireside. Why, they, they they always bring me up. Why is this still such a big deal? Um, because, uh, kind of like, I, I guess like, uh, dead, I, I, I live rent free in their heads. They, they, they are convinced that I'm around every corner. They, they, they've been trying to ferret out my spies and, uh, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's some crazy stuff. So uh, as, as long as I'm on their mind, they're, they're, they're not going to, to stop talking about me and it, it's. It's pretty interesting, really, and uh, yeah, we we uh, I guess we don't get along anymore. It was a rough breakup, I guess. How are you using this fame in a positive way? How how are you trying to turn this negative towards you into something positive so everybody can move on with whatever they have against you? I'd say uh, for dead and just you know, um. From what we've been portrayed as, uh, I like to I like to defy everyone's words and uh, show them that there's green, like it's greener on on our side uh, compared to theirs. So when they when they talk down about dead and all this other shit, and it's like oh yeah dead this dead that you know, but then when one of their members come over here or send a spy, they have to they have the time of their lives. All right, like I I can't begin to explain um. Sheesh, uh, Laundra herself, actually, before even joining, you know, um, we got spied on, and, uh, she herself can, uh, can say right now, like, we're the organization that I, I, I told her what we represent, and, uh, we're, we're nowhere, we try not to portray the, uh, the toxic, uh, ways, um, of the EE Reddit community. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and 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 it's just kind of, kind of the the same way with me myself as well. Uh, yeah, you know, 
just just like with dead not being the, the toxic thing that they say about i'm i'm not the toxic person that they say either and uh it, it it's there there's there's a certain degree of of uh i don't i don't know how to say it uh irony in 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 being infamous and yet not what they say you are uh it, it it's actually a, a really strange phenomenon that I, I've I've noticed kind of repeating itself as a little little be microcosms throughout the galaxy. Uh, most of the people who throw around the word toxic don't really understand what it is. I'm reminded of the Princess Bride. Uh, that word does not mean what you think it does. Uh, that definitely applies to dead. They're they're not a toxic organization at all. I I, I haven't seen any any toxicity there, and I'm. Certainly not a toxic individual, but uh, yeah, I, I, I've had a bad breakup. I, I, I enjoy shooting the people who I don't like in game. It's the same way. They enjoy shooting the people. It, it, it's, it's people get their feelings hurt whenever you, you don't get along with them and, and, and be friends. Sometimes you just want to shoot people. Not saying any better. I fucking love it. Um. So when uh, when these Reddit posts go live and you're reading the comments and you you see people um, maybe even taking sides, do you ever reply to these and uh, maybe combat some of the negativity that's being told about you? No, absolutely not. Um, actually, I want them to do that. Uh, it's more of a reason to. Uh, it just gives me that 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 energy that um the drive to to just make him even more mad you know um by doing what i do best and that's killing him on the daily um you know trading gfs and uh going about my day what what they have to say uh and and not to be cocky or anything but i just can't beef with somebody that's not on my level right uh, you you can't you just steep down to it and there's no point well a lot of people are considerable uh reddit warriors so it's basically what they do yeah so let them have their time on reddit their shine but when it comes to eve echoes and me being in system just know i'm ready you might not be but i will Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's that's the same same thing. You know, you you may may think you you know what you're in for whenever you you see dead and system, or you see me and my my Sith and system, but you you don't know what's coming. You're probably not prepared for it. And and after it's over, we'll good fight you and and O seven, and we we hope that we both sides had a good time, had fun, because that's why we're here. But uh, some people take things personally, and uh, you know, it's called salt mining. There, there's, there's a certain art form to that. People really do enjoy salt mining because there's a certain degree of, uh, I, I don't know, it, 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 it's to see somebody overreact to something that that is is just part of the game. It, it just, it makes you laugh, and you just, you, you want to look at this guy, you know. And, and and that happens in PvP, and it happens in politics too. And that's that's what dead experiences, and that's that's what uh, I'm experiencing is is, is uh, 
that kind of thing. It's 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 all about salt with them, and uh, they uh, can't let things go. They have to harp on it, and uh, I I've seen dead blamed for so many things, and now now that I'm on the outs with the the blue donut. I'm being blamed for a lot of things. I, I, I'm in the control of things I didn't know I was in control of. Just like I'm, I'm sure, Immortal, you've experienced this before, that uh, you hear about things that you've done, you had no idea you did. You're just yeah. like, I had no idea. I thought I was doing something else whenever this was happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's that kind of thing. Oh, so you must be typing while you're sleeping, basically. Unconsciously. I'm, you're doing something while you're sleeping or doing <laughs> Apparently, yeah. this is our lives, man. No. You might want to get that checked out. I don't know if it's <laughs> from being high, but I might want to get that checked out. <laughs> right. All right. Well, we'll probably uh, we'll close it up there. Uh, I'll have to make a couple Hollywood stars or whatever road. <laughs> that was a horrible joke. <laughs> That, oh, that, that was, we, that we, was a we, fame we joke. We start the 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 New Eden Walk of Infamy. Yeah, yeah. We'll start a club and everything. We'll, yeah, we'll charge mission. We'll get you a couple, but instead of stars, um, well, I suppose stars and a, a, a game that takes place in the universe of. <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose that works. I'd I'd rather I'd rather have a citadel in in uh, banana's face, like like imagine um, dead having its first solve ever in the game, right in enemy territory. The people who hate us, blame us for everything. Ah, oh, kind of gives me heart on a little bit. Yeah, but you're gonna have to try that. <laughs> And that's going in the show. All right, take care. <laughs> <laughs>Making money doing PvP, honking and local. It's fun stuff, man. It really is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're part of Honk now. You just recently joined. How's that? Man, so there's a lot of different communities in this game. Um, I've had the pleasure to at least meet a lot of them uh, when I was uh, in leadership with Das Boop. But I gotta say, Honk and SSH as well, that they're really like a good community. They're like a real buddy-buddy kind of community. There's lots of fun to be had. Everyone's like got good sportsmanship. I mean, being being with them on a more personal level um, really has changed my, my viewpoint of them. Because I used to be in Pantheon for months and months. For pretty much most of the first year of the game, uh, I was with NSF. North Star Federation, shout out to those guys. They're still great, but I'm probably going to complain a little bit about them. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I still love them to death because I spend so much time in leadership working with that alliance. 
trying to make everything run, keeping it going, dealing with issues as they arise. Um, where where should I start with this, man? Should I uh, talk about maybe how we maybe like how NSF got into Daspoop or yeah, um, how, how I, do you want to go with this? I would say um, start with a little bit of hi- your history, um, legacy into uh, okay. NSF, into going over to Pantheon and joining Daspoop, and maybe some of your shenanigans there. Uh, I remember NSF coming and paying us a visit while I was over there in GHA. And, uh, and yeah, how that whole yep. thing went down. So, yeah. All right. I guess we'll do a little history lesson here. Um, so I've been with, I was with Legacy, I should say, um, which is North Star Federation since Alpha. Um, during the Alpha, everyone and their dog were in uh, OP4S. There's a few that weren't, but it was mostly... Americans and for some reason a good portion of Russians that were in OP4S. Um, I had not taken up a leadership role at the time, but I loved the game still. I was really excited when I heard that Echoes was coming out, a mobile version of EVE Online. That's amazing. I had spent about three to four years uh, playing EO, and I had a leadership position there. I was living in wormhole space. We were doing crazy stuff, flying carriers and dreadnoughts, and even uh, we even had a Titan, two Titans actually. Inside of a wormhole, we were a really big force in um, the wormhole space on EVE Online. It was fun. It was fun days, fun years. But um, I had dropped off of the EVE Online boat uh, when I last played. It was like 2016, 17. It was around there. It was the last time I played. And then um, I saw that EVE Echoes was coming out. I was like, okay, it's a mobile version. I've got a little less time on my hands nowadays, but... If it's a mobile version, I can probably make it work. I'd played other mobile MMOs before. Um, there's this random one called uh, Hey Champions of Chaos, Chaos Champions, something like that. And, you know, there's also like a Stellaris, Galaxy Command, and the one that everyone knows Mama Source Rex from, which is Second Galaxy. I'd played that a little bit too. In fact, I didn't realize it, but i'd listened to an episode of yours and uh, when mama was talking about second galaxy and i talked to a discord friend i'd had and apparently i was i was at war with mama in second galaxy and i didn't even realize it <laughs> which is kind of funny um but uh i kind of dropped off of all those mmos for eve echoes because i was like all right eve online that's that's the one mmo i really felt like i could stick with for a long time i bet i could probably stick with echoes for a long time but Getting a little off track here. Um, we were in OP4S and Alpha. Uh, in between the period between Alpha and official release, uh, OP4S had kind of collapsed a little bit. I think they're still around. I mean, I get messages from Finrear, the guy, one of the guys that was in charge of OP4S, all the time saying, "Hey, Cairo, uh, you want to join us in like uh, New World? You want to join us in Eve Online? We're starting an Eve Online Corp." Um, and various other games. I mean, they're still around. They're they're really great guys. Um, all of them are like, yeah. <laughs> um, the community is actually founded by a bunch of military veterans, which I really like. A lot of those guys are great. But so, is do you have the after, insight? Do you yeah. have the insight? Is Op Force coming back? We gotta know. Man, um, Op Force. <laughs> I don't know if they're coming back for sure. I know Fenrir, and I know that there's still people that are kind of up for in 
echoes still, but like the actual community is, it seems like it's mostly moved on. Uh, the guys that are actually running Op Force, um, they they seem to be more interested in bringing the community to other games, which is actually sort of similar to what Legacy is doing right now. Because Legacy isn't just an Echoes Corp; uh, they're they're a gaming community as well. Um, but yeah, uh, after Alpha and after official release, um, I still was not in a leadership position at this point. So some of the inner workings and details I'm not very savvy on, but. What essentially had happened is that Legacy had joined up with Golden Horde Alliance, and we all kind of know how that went. Well, before Golden Horde Alliance had fallen and it splintered into all these different groups, um, the, man, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Black Dog's an episode on this. You might, be, you might be able to listen to his podcast you did with him, and then you could get some of the details eked out from that, but... Essentially, from my perspective, what happened is there were some disagreements that happened in GHA. I believe it was representation disagreements. And Black Dogs and Vladimir, the guys that were running at the time, they were super not okay with it. And so Legacy actually did like a two-day sort of civil war within GHA. We had brought some other corps along with us, like ENC and uh, I believe Home. Um, There's a few others that actually left GHA as well, but they went to other alliances um i believe most of them went to pantheon that's where a lot of us went uh was over to pantheon from gha during that little civil war crisis that happened and a lot of it was just about representation um but i hadn't picked up a leadership role in that at that time now when we had gotten into pantheon that's when north star federation joined one of the newer coalitions that was forming there sort of a sub coalition of pantheon called das Boop. That's Boop. Even today, they're still pretty cool guys. Now, I'm probably going to get into a little bit of my grievances with them, but they're still cool guys today. Um, at the time, some of the people that were leading it, they were all from Cine. Cine was really the foundational corp of Das Boop. Um, they, were, they, were, they were a cool group of players, very well organized. Um, they had a lot of drama happening in pure blind i know that um and shay shay uh one of the guys that was involved with that he he got into some kind of coup and that that ended up bringing them over to fountain uh this is when terran federation was round and they were fighting guys left right and center eventually pantheon comes in has their fountain war and Senny and all of their allies and their alliance um join up form the coalition das boop which was you know, it's a coalition, a group of other alliances and all that. It was very well mixed. Everyone had a pretty equal say in everything. It wasn't like any one group had power over another. If you were in one alliance, then you had about as much say in what happened in the coalition as another alliance. Um, and that's what I really liked about Das Boop. When I was starting to, to discover them, learn about them, when we had moved over into Fountain, I um, spent so much time living in unicorn constellation mining in dbrn it was so fun very well organized we had good ctas good fights all the time well over time and this is a little bit after i had started picking up my leadership position over time some of those members were starting to leave some of those founding members like i said they were all from cine um Pelorian, really cool guy military guy he uh was the one that brought in stuff over 
Um, he was one of the first to go. Uh, I believe he had um, personal life issues, particularly with his work, that, that caused him to go. And I'm, I believe he also had told me that there was some game burnout for him. Well, he had gone, and then Shay. Uh, Shay has had a weird string of luck, man. He seems like he's always getting cooed out of his position. I don't know why exactly, because I've I've never been that close with Shay or that involved with like top leadership to really know, at least at the time in Daspoop. But uh, I do know that there is a clique of leaders in Daspoop that were giving him a rough time and essentially forced him out of leadership and in a sense out of the game because I think he's still flying around, but he's pretty low key about things now. Hmm, interesting. Um. Yep. Um, and then the guy that I know the best, the harrowing, he's in honk right now. Uh, we were talking and flying together just today. In fact, he's, he's an amazing guy. Um, he was really the one that I don't want to say mastermind because there were, there were the other two involved and there was also everyone else involved, all the other leadership, like everyone built Das Boop together. We really did. But the harrowing, he was the guy that I guess you could say had the original concept he formed the original concept for das boop um if there was some kind of department that needed officers say like we needed somebody to manage mining or industry or something like that there was like five six seven officers you could talk to at any time and you would get whatever the problem was you had resolved or figure out whatever little detail about the game you need to learn to be able to do something it was really good um but the harrowing, he told me that the reason he left was because he had issues with cliques as well, um, officer cliques and member cliques, things like that. Just groups of people that they were friends with each other, and they sort of developed their own ulterior motives and ulterior go goals to what um, Das Boop was doing at the time. And, uh, of course, you got the regular space drama, things like that. He, he got a lot of burnout, and so he left. He joined Honk. After the Harrowing left, that's when leadership really transitioned over. Um, it was no longer Cine, uh or even the Boop Alliance necessarily that was holding the most power in Das Boop. Um, and really, you could say that the power concentration was whoever was the guy that talked directly to Pantheon. Uh, that transferred over to Hijand, who runs WTF and. Mario Pinterman, which dang Mario, you're one salty boy, but I love you, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember the Mario. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I remember the Mario breakdown on the Gulag. That was oh him, yeah, right? yeah. That that was the that was the Mario Pinterman. Yeah, that happened right in the uh, uh, he, Hunger Memes 2.0, right in that time era too. So he uh, he got a roast definitely. Yeah, he did. And I think I think he's not a bad guy. He really isn't. I actually like Mario. As much as what as much as I have a problem with his leadership, none of the people that I have problems with, I would say I dislike. Really in all truthfulness, they're actually all great people. It's just leadership decisions I would have to disagree with. Um particularly with Mario and Hijand. They um during the First, the during the opening, I guess you could say, of the honk das boop slash pantheon little little war that's going on right now. Um, 
I was leading FC, I was leading fleets, and I was FCing um, some of the first fleets to go into Syndicate. Uh, we were doing lots of covert ships, things like that, bombers, just trying to pop some of their, their structures that they had in Syndicate. Uh, the, the original idea was that we're going to break the back of their indie, and then our bigger heavy fleets and our roamers and our PvP fleets, they'll be the ones to actually win the war. We just have to do the first step. Um, and that's what I was in charge of. Well, a little bit into that, um, my wife was actually pregnant at the time, and I was planning on taking a leave of absence anyways, so I did do that. Um, when I, once I left uh, for my leave of absence, that's when things started to take a strange turn. Um, Mario and Hijand, they sort of took the reins, uh, especially propaganda-wise, about how the war was going. Um, and I, they, they made an announcement uh, because there was a lot of, a lot of membership in Das Boop was being very salty, um, being very derogatory as well towards Honk members. And Honk was just lapping it up. They were, they were making Das Boop look really bad with some of the stuff that they were just taking from like local or from, from DMs and game, things like that. Um, and you also saw the... Uh, the saltiness that Mario spouted in Discord and whatnot, mm -hmm. um, that culminated into a new rule in Das Boop, which has recently been amended in some ways. Uh, I don't know if it's completely removed yet, but essentially that rule stated that if we talk to Honk, say anything other than boop in local, um, good fight, then, or what was it, like post a meme, like a an appropriate meme is how it was worded. If you do anything other than those three things, then you would be kicked out of the coalition. And I just saw that as the ultimate offense towards the membership of Das Boop. And there are some other things that I had taken a lot of issue with as well. Um, after Polorian, Shay, and the Harrowing left, um, there, NSF had had a lot of issues especially on the industry side, um, working with the indie in Das Boop. Um, I don't really want to name drop too many people. I've already kind of name dropped a few, but it's people everyone knows. There was a, there's a particular guy in Das Boop's indie that he had a lot of sway, a lot of power over things, and he, it seemed like he was specifically excluding NSF from um, like the wider industrial goals and profits from from, from Das Boop and from NSF. Like we weren't getting any any interaction with that. We were barely being involved. Uh, there was just a real lack of incentive for for them, I guess, to involve us. Is why. But at the same time, we're part of your coalition, and we were trying to get involved. Um, Morton Lore, the indie director of NSF, he is an awesome guy. He can get anything done just about he's not the best people person but like if you give him a task he'll do it and he's really good about it um he was having so many issues getting into just the conversations about things there is one in particular that i'm thinking of right now um you won't find a venture of any kind in dbrn tag z and i forget the full system name but uso uh, which is the system right next to DBRN. These are both in Unicorn. You will not find a venture in these systems. Pretty sure this is still happening today. 
Um, the reason was because a lot of the miners were complaining that the ventures were stealing their ore and things like that. But in truth, like if you actually look at the numbers, these venture pilots are barely cutting into anyone's profits. And they're all new players. They're trying to get into retrievers themselves. They want to be in those mining barges. They don't want to be in ventures, but they chose the path of being an, an early stage industrialist. And by preventing these miners from going into these uh, these better systems that have mercoxic, which at the at the very beginning of these rules weren't that valuable, but I mean, as we've seen with T10 ships and uh, eventually we're going to get dreads and carriers and caps, like the mm -hmm. mercoxic's going to be very, very valuable. Um, and if this rule stays in effect, then it's really going to hurt the new players. And we were, we saw this in NSF. We were the main resistance against this, these new rules, and there was a lot of others in, in Das Boop that started our way. In fact, we were about to do another, I wouldn't really say civil war in our, in our coalition, but we were getting very close to leaving at the time. We were, we were telling people, like, if this does not change, we're gone. NSF is gone through this. We, we can't operate with um, all of these new players, because NSF was really trying to pull in the new guys, the noobs. We were trying to train them up. We had a corpse set up specifically to help with new players. I mean, we were really trying to help help out the new guys, and this was a detriment to us in, the, in a big way, because we couldn't help out all the new pilots just trying to make ISK to pay for their their CTA ship, things like that. Like, when you're starting the game, you're only going to make, like, maybe maybe at best a couple mil a day if you're really trying. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, say, like, with us, like, I could I could go out on a 45-minute roam, and I'll come back with, like, 100 million easy. Um, but yeah, that, that was a big complaint we have. We didn't actually end up leaving um, Das Boop. Uh, I wanted to personally, but I couldn't make the call. I was in charge of the Alliance at the time. Um, but that was just one of my gripes I had, along with um, the no-talking-the-honk thing, or you'll be fucking kicked out of the Alliance. Can I swear in this show? I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's not meant for All kids. Right. I see, I see. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there is just a lot of uh, bureaucratic issues, policies, and leadership, space drama, all this kind of stuff was starting to really pick up in, in Das Boop. And it was really, it was burning me out, man. It really was. It was like every day there was something new, some kind of complaint. It was kind of souring my, my original love for Das Boop that I had really fostered because these guys were great. I've been on so many CTAs with them. Um, so many home defenses. Uh, I FC'd one of um one of our largest Citadel drops. Uh, it was it was some good stuff. It was really good those early days in Das Boop. But like I said, things started to sour. And and let me let me kind of zero in more on, I guess what caused me to leave Das Boop. Um, before these uh, hunk rules had started. Um, this is hey, just can, after. Can I touch on that what? real quick? The yeah yeah. I, I seen a thing, I, I don't know where I seen it, but it was a screenshot that you couldn't even talk to Honk, period, in local. Like, completely oh, yeah. ignore that's, them. That's the one I'm talking about. That's okay. exactly what I'm talking about. I'll send you a screenshot of it, because um, I still have it saved on my phone with all my, my main issues. I have them <laughs> underlined in red, because yeah. I was really hammering home, like, hey, I mean, this is not cool. This is, you're hurting people. You're hurting the community. Yeah, it's censorship, definitely. And uh, people take pride in their free speech, and uh, yeah, you just can't censor them. There are certain things you can do, like you can 
reprimand people for you know just just being dicks and things like that especially in local i mean if you're feeding the trolls then yeah you're an officer needs to talk to you and be like hey man you gotta cool it down i had lots of issues of that myself in uh nsf i was dealing with that every day but like i i still to this day see no reason why you would have to tell people not to talk in local um or even just to interact this is even outside of game by the way they they said that if you talk to honk outside of the game in discord or on reddit that you would be banned. I mean, come on, man. Like, in-game is one thing, but once you start bringing it into the wider world, then it starts to become a little bit fascist, in my opinion. It really does. Well, um, they're making a lot more work for them just to enforce that, too, yeah. because they're having to monitor and then do their research and put two and two together to figure out, hey, what's the username of that Reddit user? Or what's his Discord name and what's his game name? Yeah. Uh, I, for those that uh, don't have similar names, um, it's just a lot of work that's just unnecessary. Amazing. It it really is. And um, I'm not in Das Boop right now, so I can't speak for how things are right now. But at the time, that's, so that's was how that, it was. Was that a Pantheon rule or was that a Das Boop only rule? That was specifically Das Boop. Although, and I can't confirm this, I've heard that... There was a high-level um, Pantheon meeting, and that's kind of where the, the concept of the rule came down into Das Boop, um, was through that meeting. Uh, I've talked to some people in leadership positions in Pantheon, and they, that, that line seems that, that seems to be what happened. Now, I can't confirm any of that. This is unconfirmed stuff. This is just what I've heard. Um, but it seems like that came down from Pantheon. And <clears throat> getting into Pantheon for a second... Um, I actually feel, as much as I do like Pantheon, I like the concept of it, I like the guys there, there's so many great guys in Pantheon, I flew with every, everyone, every alliance, every corp, like, I flew with them at least once, it was fun times, during the war with Content Coalition, oh my god, man, those are some of the funnest times I've had, and besides more recently, those are some of the most fun times I'd had in Evecos, honestly, was during those CTAs. There are a few CTAs that are ridiculously boring, like... The one in, uh, I believe, WX near BZ, mm-hmm. BZ Tech. Yeah, yeah. We had like, what, 1,600 people just in local. And, you know, Content Coalition didn't show up. I mean, there's a few other situations that I was in like that too, where we just had these massive fleets and then no one showed up. And it was always for a defense. Um, those are the most annoying to go to. I actually, after the, the BZ Tech one, I uh, tried to avoid uh, defensive CTAs um, in Gen Fed space for the war because I was just like, we got enough guys already. I want to go to the fun stuff, you know? Um, but after the war had ended with Content Coalition, uh, things were kind of winding down on the PvP side of things, it seemed. There were still engagements and stuff with ACR out um, around Esoteria, Faith Bolas, you know, other regions around there. Um, but in truth, the war was over, and people weren't showing out for those CTAs as much. Uh, they were still fun, but they, they just, you know, there wasn't as many people. People were trying to find other things to do, or they were just trying to build back up mm-hmm. all the ISK they had spent in the war, you know? Um, I was like, okay, well, this is cool. You know, we can take a break, but I still want to do PvP. I still want to have fun. I mean, I didn't lose a whole lot of ISK doing that. We had, everyone has... um. RSP, 
Uh, is it RSP? No, SRP, that's it. Ship replacement programs, everyone had that. That was like standard in Pantheon. So, in truth, the war really didn't cost the general membership too terribly much. Maybe during, like, when you're out ratting, you might lose a ship. But, like, Pantheon didn't really see much of that because we were so far away from the front lines that Pantheon got out of it very Scott clean. Um, I'm getting off topic again, though. Um, after the CC war, uh, I was like, okay, let's start looking for some more content. Um, Honk was very close by. They lived in Syndicate. By the way, everyone in Pantheon and Das Boop, Honk live in Syndicate. They don't live in EC TAC, just so you know. You have no idea how, how many different people and various levels of leadership I've had to tell that to. Like, they live in Syndicate. Why are are we focusing on the, the one citadel in EC TAC that no yeah. one besides SHH live at? It's just a, um, it's just an illusion. It really is. It's it's one of the funniest things to come out of that, uh, from my point of view at least, because there was it was ridiculous, man. It really was. I mean, there were there were whole like groups of officers making plans to um, attack Honk at EC to take down the citadel and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's cool. You can do that, but like focus focus the resources where they need to be, which was Syndicate. Um, but I was actually the first FC to bring fleets down to Syndicate, specifically to start fighting Honk. Um, I will say, not many of them were particularly successful. Honk is a very capable PvP group, especially when you're taking them on in a fair fight. you got to be on your toes all the time. They're probably one of the hardest groups to, to have a fair fight with. Um, on the very first fleet, that the proper like Pantheon-level fleet that I took down there, um, we had about 40 guys, and as we were moving into, I forget the name of the system exactly, but as we were moving into Syndicate, um, into Honk's Honk-owned space of Syndicate, I say owned because that's where they pretty much live, even though there's no SOB. Um, as we moved in there, we went through a choke point, and as we landed, uh, they decloaked these bubbles, and we, my whole fleet, as we landed... Um, we were bubbled. We we couldn't get out, and I was like, "Okay, uh, this is okay. Just burn out. Just we're just all gonna burn out in one direction." But that that was a problem because I was telling people to burn out, and they weren't following uh, the approach orders. They weren't. They were going their own way. They were just trying to run out of the bubble. And then as soon as those bubbles uh, activated, and I gave the order to burn out of the bubble, we had like forty, uh, about the same number of honk as what we had of our own fleet warp in and they were just they're just mowing us down they were tearing us apart i was trying to call targets we were trying to blow up the bubbles to get some of our guys out and a lot of our guys actually did make it out of that engagement but we had lost like a good third maybe even half of the fleet after that that initial engagement because my guys they scattered i gave the orders but it was a i guess just a panic situation um, and that was the first fleet. <laughs> we yeah. we stood down after that first engagement. I was able to get a lot of my guys out, thankfully, with their battleships and whatnot. But yeah, that was that was the opening to the war. Was a, a substantial honk victory for sure. Uh, we took some more fleets down there. I had done some roams and whatnot. We had more success on those. Eventually, we had decided that what we'll do is we'll step down the operation a bit. We don't need these huge fleets called in. Except for when we really need them. So we're just going to use uh, covert ops ships. We're just going to use bombers. And we're going to strip the shields, strip the armor, and get some hull timers on uh, 
their capsuleer outposts that they had out there in syndicate like the, like i said before the goal of the war after the opening which was unsuccessful was to just break the back of their indie as best we can and then um we'll we'll set up our own stuff in syndicate and uh we'll we'll live there ourselves we'll push them out that was kind of the idea because um the the reason that man i'm kind of branching off now again uh let me think of how i'm gonna word this um how, how about i talk about why we even decided to go with honk in the first place so again i'm gonna gripe about pantheon here um shh was actually blue with us at the time and there just wasn't anyone to really fight like you had wolf that lives in outer ring they're cool they're small though they're not that fun to fight because um, they just don't show up very much and there's not a lot of them um and there was not really anywhere close by we could go i mean living in fountain especially unicorn you got shh up north you barely got anyone in between um you've got pantheon and Jinfed, catch 22 yeah all of our allies below us to the south i mean you could go into low sec and you could maybe jump like 30, 40 jumps to get somewhere like around Curse or maybe go to Is Mother or something like that to find some PvP. But the problem was that there just wasn't anything close to home. Um, and Syndicate was relatively close um, from Aridia, I believe. It's only like seven jumps. Uh, actually, not from Aridia, from Hofib. It's only like seven or so jumps to get to Soza, which is how we went into Syndicate. And that's kind of why we picked Honk, because they had also uh, shot us up a lot during the early days of Das Boop. Um, freaking Bad Ran and Pillar Hamper, man. Like, oh, that Mercurial Gate Camp. He has made hundreds of billions off of destroyed Das Boop and Pantheon ships in a D4. That's the nullsec sec connection um, going into Pantheon from Hofib. And, oh my god, man. I, I see the, the KMs this guy has mm-hmm. even today. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he really makes, like, probably enough is to just run his own alliance if he felt like it. I mean, it's ridiculous. That guy could buy a whole alliance if he really felt like it, just from killing ships on a gate camp. Um, but anyways, I'm getting off topic again. That was essentially kind of why we had picked... Uh, Honk to go up against. We had had some past grudges and past fights, so they were close by. It was just the most obvious target. But um, as the war led on, it was starting to drag. We couldn't we couldn't often get hull timers. We got one hull timer um, during the first like what two three weeks of um, our campaign. It took forever for us to do that. Um, and when we did finally do that, uh, that's when I was like, "All right, time to call on the fleet." I told, I'm not going to name drop anyone specifically, but I told an FC in Pantheon who was going to be leading the main fleet to attack this whole timer of honks um, in Syndicate that, hey, this the whole point of what we're doing here is just to provide PvP content for our members. Make it fun. Don't bring an overwhelming force, please. Like, honks only going to field at best 50 guys. Um... And what ended up happening is, even though that officer said, sure, we'll make it fun, it ended up bringing like 80 plus guys to that fight, and Honk just didn't show up because, I mean, you know, why why get wiped in an unfair fight? I mean, we, we had told Honk, too, like, hey, we're only here to have fun fights. We're only here to 
have good PvP. We even called it the Summer of Fun, is how we were originally calling it, because that's what it was supposed to be. It was just supposed to be some good fun PvP. Well, it seems like when you get too many FCs involved in things, especially ones that have the capability of calling in like hundreds of people into one fleet for one CTA, um, that just seems to be the go-to for Pantheon, is Blob Fleets. Which, man, as cool as they can be, once you do one too many, they're kind of not fun anymore. And Pantheon, like, working with them, they, they just weren't able to make our war with uh, Honk fun. And then a little bit after that, um, I actually, my wife was pregnant, and I was about to take a, some, some time off uh, to deal with uh, the new baby, get used to that new situation, help out my pregnant wife, because she was... You know, once you get into those later stages of pregnancy, it's not not as much as you can do, especially like you know, cleaning and things like that, and mm-hmm. just helping out around the house more is what I was trying to do. You know, just make her time easier while she was so heavily pregnant. Um, anyways, though, we took I took my time off, um, and that's when we got the second hull timer against Honk. And I'm gonna get into something a little bit controversial here, but. <laughs> Don't blame me. During, <laughs> yeah, during that, during that CTA to hit the second uh, capsular outpost that Honk had in Syndicate. Um, again, overwhelming force from Pantheon. Honk didn't show up because what are we going to do? Fight 100 dudes with our 30 to 50? Nah, we're not going to waste that for a 4 billion outpost that's ran by it's not even like technically an official honk outpost it's um ran by bad ran who is also the guy that does that mercurial gate camp but um anyways again off top again <sighs> what happened during that cta besides the overwhelming force and the no fun fights was i don't know who it was specifically but someone decided to make the call to mass report one of the guys in Honk. Um, Cash 877, I believe, was his original name. He got he got mass-reported during this uh, CTA, uh, got temp bans, and got his name removed. Well, I saw this happening, and I investigated it. I talked to several officers in Pantheon, like high-up officers. I talked to people in Boop. I talked to people in that fleet. And what I was getting from most of them was that, yeah, it was it was Boop guys. Boop guys are the ones that mass-supported um, Cash8877 and got him temp-banned. And I was like, okay, this is, like, terribly dirty tactics. Like, what, what are we going to do about it? Like, what's going to actually happen? This is, this is, like, some real BS. And then a couple days, maybe not even a couple days, maybe just a day after that particular CTA, that's when um that's when Jand made the post on the Dust Poop announcements that we're not allowed to talk to Honk inside the game or outside of the game besides GG Boop or quote unquote appropriate meme, which who even knows what that means. Um, How do you meme in that chat the, anyway? Yeah. Um and I don't know if you've seen the whole announcement, but at the bottom of that announcement it said that, hey, there was an incident um, where a Honk member got reported. Uh, that wasn't us, even though it happened during the exact time we had the CTA and the guy was in system, all of our guys are in system. It literally happened the exact time the CTA happened. While the CTA was going on, he got, 
he got temp banned. Now, they were trying to blow it off as it was just coincidence, but man, it couldn't have been. It just couldn't have been. I mean, there, there were other people, too, that were there that said that they did it. There were officers in Pantheon that said that Das Boop did it, and that Pantheon uh, members in that fleet were implicated as well. Um, that's what that's what made me decide that okay, I've had my time with Das Boop and Pantheon. I've got to go. Like th- this is my exit. I made a big, I made a big hubbub about it on the Das Boop Discord. Yeah. Well, to this yeah. day, they still deny that, and they're trying to get net ease. I'm sure I'm going to get some anger from that saying it. Yeah, they're yeah. they're saying that they didn't do it. You know, it's just coincidence. Um, trying to get NetEase to look into it, but as as far as anybody knows, we NetEase hasn't confirmed it yet. Uh, at least from what I know of. But I did hear about that situation. I I um I even think uh, some of the content creators were even talking about it. And uh, yeah, it's just a weird coincidence. Um, but also raised talks as to how something like that can happen. You know, how many reports does it take to get your name banned? Is it just one? Is it 10? Is it 50? Um, yeah. Apparently you only need like 80, 80 people in system reporting. I don't know how many of those 80 were actually involved, but so I'm sure I'm going to get some anger from just mentioning that incident. But until NetEase tells me otherwise, like that's, that's what my personal understanding of how that event went so, down because i have heard nothing that else that could oppose it really i mean it's just everything lines up to it being our guys unfortunately i can i shouldn't say our guys anymore what used to be my guys so yeah i remember the controversy and the coincidence of it uh the the member i think i did hear something about that member that did get banned was an industrial guy owner of the outpost or something and um because that account got banned also like assets and stuff were banned and wallet the the isk wallet uh was dude it's like it was it was serious crap and just just for it to be a coincidence is uh kind of hard to believe and it, it was a really low ball to to throw at honk it really was i mean it was it was it's abusing not even a game mechanic really it's abusing the report system which in my opinion like that's that's off limits to do i've no one should ever be in support of that um i have heard of other incidences not of pantheon specifically i've heard of other instances of incidences of it happening with other groups um so i know it's a practice that people are doing and i really do think that netties ought to do something about it i mean it's a what it is is it's an auto uh ban is um once you get to a certain threshold uh it just activates like that and yeah. that's you know netties can't look at every single report they got to make some kind of automation but i mean that that's one that has really affected various people in the community um and i think something definitely needs to be done about it personally um but yeah i mean that's that's why i left das Boop was because of that incident and also a lot of disagreements i was having with uh leadership at the time as well but that was the thing that really solidified it like okay i'm gone i can't be with these guys anymore i don't want to be involved with even though they got great guys in the community i don't want to be involved with the community that does that what even what would be even more controversial was if you had proof of these people saying that they were um, participants in that because uh yeah that's kind of a big slap in the oh. face then 
Especially if Pantheon is denying it and then well, proof. Well, I mean, I'm not going to release anything, man. But I do have DMs from various people You'll be saying famous. it was boob guys. I'm not going to. I don't want to listen until until I can get until anyone can show me uh, something from Netties that said, "Yeah, this was this was um, an incident that shouldn't have happened." Until I can get something like that shown to me, I'm not going to release anything. I've I've talked about it with lots of people, but I I keep that to myself because to me it definitely happened. Um, and like I said, I've I've talked to people. I've got DMs saying from from people in Pantheon and Daspoop, and even just the voice comms I've had with people. Like like I know what happened, but I don't want to stir the pot too much like that. Um, I I would really feel more comfortable. Uh, with NetEase being the ones to to release that information, because I'm just I'm just a guy in the community, man. What like I don't want to say something that might not actually be true, even though yeah. I feel very confident that it is true. Until the actual game devs were to say it was, I, I wouldn't want to stir the pot too much like that. Yeah, well, it's been a couple of weeks since that's happened, hasn't it? And we have. It's been really about heard. it's been about a month actually. I think. Dang, has yeah. it been that long already? Shoot. I have to check. It's been close to a month, I'm sure. Alright, so you departed Dustboop. And who'd you join? Yes. Okay, so I had a lot of fun with Honk. And I was really tempted in joining them, honestly, in the beginning. But what was kind of keeping me away from that was the fact that I was leading fleets against them. I mean, these guys know me. Like, like Honk knows me really well um, from those fleets. And I was always in Syndicate doing something against Honk. And so I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to make a solo corp and just enjoy my time with all of this isk I've gained living in Unicorn and Fountain for so long. Because, I mean, it, it's a really profitable region, especially the way we had it set up. I just had too much is to spend so i was like all right i'm just gonna buy a couple of my favorite ships i'm gonna set up in curse and i'm just gonna roam i'm just gonna roam for a month and then i'll make my decision on who i go with after that that was also during the time that i was taking a break from uh i wouldn't really so much say the game i still logged in for like maybe maybe an hour to do a quick roam not every day but whenever i had some time just to enjoy the game and have fun and i really rediscovered a lot of what i enjoyed about the game during that one month um like I said, this was uh, when I was taking my break, so I was helping my, my, my wife. My baby had just been born. I mean, there there is a very busy time in my life. It's kind of we've gotten used to the new living situation now, so I got more free time. I can do more, but yeah, and I just I just roamed, man. I flew around in a bellicose two covert ops, killing ratters, killing whoever I could find, just having good PvP fun, and that's also. I never really thought of PvP as being a profession you could do in the game that would make profit, but I mean, I was coming out of those roams with like at, at minimum a hundred mil just in the loot dropped from my kills. I mean, it was it was good stuff, um, and I wasn't just killing like you know miners and stuff. Yeah, they're pretty common targets because they're all over the place and they're easy, but. I mean, the ratters, so that's where the real money is at when you're doing solo PvP. And, I mean, if you're doing it in a covert ops ship, like, damn, man, those things... When you see one of those, you should be scared. You should be scared if you're solo doing anything, because those things can take on uh, T-10 battleships. They can take on faction battleships. Um, they're ridiculous. If you know how to pilot one well, you know all the little tricks 
how to use all the bells and whistles on it, and you're a skilled pilot, you can make a lot of isk. Way more isk than you can ratting or mining. Um, just doing PvP. And I really feel like, like that's where the game is best at, is in the PvP. The community stuff, that, that's what keeps the game going, but if, it, if there wasn't any PvP, the game would die. It really would. Um, I also discovered that I also discovered that during my travels of New Eden and Echoes, that there's a lot of interesting community cultures out there. Um, and I really started to see the differences between, like, say, Pantheon and Das Boop, and uh, you know, I was exploring a lot around uh, Curse, a lot of those regions down there in the south where CC was. That's where I was doing most of my roaming. Um, Boyd. I'm gonna talk a little bit of shit about Void for a second. <laughs> Rip. Uh, I, I I roamed there probably most of my time uh, during that one month period, and I made so much yes doing that. Um, but I would also hit their structures. Uh, maybe I would break shields every now and then, but like I was just doing it just to like knock on their front door, try to get them out, so I could have some some fights with them. Um, and they got so mad about that, man. <laughs> Like I don't get what it is about Void, but if you touch their structures, they're going to they're going to ping whoever they can in Discord that they think might have um, influence over you. Um, speaking of which, I really dislike how Void. Uh, I don't know if that's how they view their memberships as well, their membership as well. But um, I really don't like how they view other people in the game, especially when they're involved with the the big coalitions and whatnot. Um, I got. Crash talked a lot by Void. Uh, and there's one officer in particular there that um, every single time I came, I came into system, he was pinging somebody from a corp or alliance or coalition that I wasn't even involved in at the time. I, I made a corp and called SCAL, Space Cowboys, and I was just doing my own thing solo. But every time I came in there, especially when I shot structures, this guy would complain about it. He would ping people. He's still pinging people today, man. Every time I go into <laughs> Void to do a roam, I mean it's ridiculous. He's been pinging, um, he's been pinging Slippy over at Honk, uh, saying like, "Hey, this guy's this guy's shooting our tax office. What are you gonna do about it?" And Slippy's like, "We're not gonna do anything about it. He's just gonna we're just gonna laugh at you. Like like good good for Cairo. It's literally what Slippy said." Um, yeah, Void Void's got a weird thing with structures, in my opinion. It might just be that officer, but I mean, it's it's been so consistent that there's something there's something up with that community. Um, Fireflies, uh, I flew up north a lot too um, during my one month, and Fireflies are kind of savage, man. Like, I don't speak any language besides a little bit of French, obviously English, and I'm. I'm okay at Spanish. Live in Texas. You gotta know a little bit of Spanish. Um, but I showed some of the screenshots to a guy that I knew in Ticos who also spoke Chinese um, and English, so he could translate it for me. And man, like, like he he was like, dude, they're like they're like really going to town on you. Like they're they're calling me derogatory names and things like that. Um, oh, what was it? There's a Chinese word for, for like, white guy that's derogatory. Uh, I don't even remember it, but um, they, they kept calling me that every time I went down there. I mean, when I would, when I would kill someone or, or shoot their structures and stuff, the local would just fill up with a wall of yellow Chinese characters. It was funny. Um, 
I would say that the best guys that I roamed around with uh, and that I was shooting when I was doing my on the one month stint was um probably Blap. They're in Pantheon, but I like I like fighting Blap. They're fun. They're great guys. They they would do one v ones things like that. Um, you know what? Actually, I take that back. I take that back. Blap's great. They really are. But <laughs> I think that SHH. Um, I roamed there as well. I was literally all over the galaxy for like a month. I'm still roaming. Um, but SHH before I was in Hawk and I went blue with SHH personally. Um, they were just fun. They they were always good guys. Never got any salt from them. Um, occasionally they would ask me to one v one them at the sun, and I would I would always accept. I'm a sucker for challenges. So if you if you ever see Cairo out there in his little bellicose too, shooting your ratters and shooting your miners, just challenge me to a one v one at the sun. I'll 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 accept it. I always accept. You'll be there. Challenges like that. <laughs> I'll be there, man. Guaranteed. I took on. Oh yeah, there was um. In Blap, when I was roaming there, there was a guy that 1v1'd me um, at the Sun, and he brought his Macarial, and I even accepted that one because I had uh, previously, like, just the day before, I had ran into a Macarial up in a lunar space, and I brought it, he couldn't, he just couldn't shoot me, my speed tank was too good, I brought him all the way down to Hall, and then finally he had backup show up, that was probably the closest I've ever had to getting a faction battleship kill solo, that was fun to do that in a freaking non-faction cruiser just speeding around the guy but um yeah so i was like okay this guy wants to one if you want me mccarial uh i know that my bellicose can take on mccarial under the right conditions um i ended up losing that fight actually because <laughs> yeah I, i'm thinking he had a bunch of trackers on or something yeah tracks um, and webs well he didn't web me i was outside of web range uh he had autos on and somehow he got me at like 22 km plus with with autos i mean that was that was surprising to me i've never been even touched by autos even on a mccarial uh because my speed tank is just so good on that bellicose too um and i always stayed outside of web and scram range that's the that's the big thing if you're gonna do pvp in a cruiser you get even in any ship really like you just got to avoid those scrams and those webs as long as you're staying outside of 15 km for the most part um you can do solo pvp you just got to know the ropes i feel like i feel like someone needs to teach uh how to pvp solo to a lot of people cuz it's a daunting thing you know you're risking hundreds of millions of isks um in a ship that that you're hoping will do well in pvp and a lot of people, they, they have a bad experience their first time out. They might not get a single kill. They get dunked on by some quick response fleet of like 10 dudes that come to attack their their one ship when they're doing solo PvP. A lot of people avoid it, I believe, for that reason. But if you know what you're doing, those quick response fleets, they can't touch you. Even if they have a bubble up, they can't touch you. You just got to know what you're doing and be good at it. I have seen some interesting stuff, though, out of my journeys. Um, you uh, live near a station next to a moon put your bubble in the moon because if if anyone's cloaked that warps into that moon or cloaks when they go into that moon uh the moon will uncloak them doesn't matter uh if you're more than two kilometers away from anything if, if they if they put that bubble in a celestial you'll decloak um that that's a little bit of a dirty tactic um i saw some guys in pantheon use it more recently but i mean hey 
it's part of the game. That's that's one little exploit I'm not too upset about, honestly. <laughs> I was I was pretty happy about it when I saw it. I was like, dang, these guys are smart. I like fighting smart guys. Yeah. Let's talk about Discord for a second, man. If yep. you want to go into that. Yeah. Alright, uh, dude. The game behind so, the game. Oh my god, dude. It is it is so ridiculous. I I'll look at my screen time um from back when I was running leadership for NSF and I'll I'll have been on my freaking phone for like ten plus hours a day. And I was only in the game for like forty five minutes. Like I've talked to so many other people in leadership positions um about Discord specifically. Uh because I just find it ridiculous how much time people are willing to sink, even myself, into Discord. And it really is all in an effort to manage these massive communities we have. I mean Discord's great. Don't get me wrong. I do like it. It's great for managing a community for communicating for keep people keeping people up in the in the know of things keeping them in the loop it's great i need to work but, on my discord game my i yeah? just checked my average i'm seven hours 37 minutes a day on discord oh my Those god man it's too much <laughs> it, it might be dude i've um i don't want to name drop anyone again i'm trying to avoid that i told a couple people i wouldn't name drop them but uh yeah, there there are people I've talked to all up and down the galaxy that say like I'll spend eight, ten, nine, twelve hours in Discord, just just Discord, and a lot of it is just it's petty stuff. It's, a lot of it's even stuff that makes you might not want to come back to the game. Um, space drama, man! Oh my God, there is every single day some new space drama you gotta deal with, and because this game is so international, it's 24 7 it's around the clock there is always some issue that some guy some poor guy is being pinged about at like 3 a.m in the morning by some russian or chinese player i mean oh my god man the space drama is very very difficult to manage that's uh part of why i've actually i try to seek out the the less drama field um corpse the ones that that really just don't care for that stuff. Or like like with Honk, like if there's drama, we actually enjoy it because we get to make fun of it. There's no um, packs or or carefully navigated diplomatic situations or anything that needs to be done. We're just Honk. We show up, we honk in local, and we kill you. That's our thing, and it's so fun. It's so fun not to have to worry about the salt, the space drama, who you're going to upset. I mean, it's it's they they really run a very fun-oriented uh community over at Honk. Um yeah, they're they're quite known too to uh have like top-tier propaganda as well. <laughs> so, let's talk about that a second cuz uh I got another controversial opinion for you. Um, you know how Sun Bananas own corp is called uh, Goon Swarm, and how there's Goon Swarm in uh, Eve Online. Mm-hmm. That's that's in my opinion, that's false advertising. So some banana himself, he is a goon. He paid his ten bucks. He is a goon for sure. Might not be a very active goon. I've seen his profile, but he's still a goon. I'm not gonna ever deny anyone to be a goon if they're if they're in the SA community, but. Uh, 
there's just no goons there. Like, there's a couple. There's a couple of goons, like real goons, in Pantheon. But that's not that's not Goon Swarm, though. That's that's false advertising, in my opinion, to call himself Goon Swarm. That's and to say that Pantheon is the Goon Swarm of Eve Echoes. I mean, the Mitanni calls Eve Echoes Toilet Eve, and when the Mitanni was um in a quote-unquote advisory role uh, that he was doing here in Echoes for a couple of months, he wasn't talking to Pantheon. The Mitanni was talking to SHH at the time. Um, I'm not saying that SHH is the Goon Swarm or anything, but, I mean, it's, in my opinion, Matani didn't really care about Pantheon. Um, and also, of the actual members in SA... Most of the real goons are in Honk or SHH. Like, like I've met so many new goons that I never even knew were around, and they're all in Honk. Obviously, I mean, you know, Honk is kind of the SA community in Echoes, but like, there's there's a bunch in SHH too. I never met nearly this many goons. I knew two goons in Pantheon, and some banana was one of them. So, I mean, I I just feel like that's bit of a false advertising to say that yeah. Goon Swarm's in Pantheon. And and everyone that's coming to the game, especially if they've heard about EVE Online, they've heard about Goon Swarm. They've probably heard about the Mitanni, and they know a little bit about it. I mean, it makes the news a lot. So, I mean, yeah, I just feel like it's false advertising to call yourself Goon Swarm. Um, can all but, the real goons please yeah. stand up? Yeah, can all the real goons please stand up? <laughs> Man. I, uh, I I seen uh, a snippet of Chris Wolf calling Sun Banana a fake goon. Yeah, that's an opinion. Um, man, see, I I really I'm not gonna deny Sun Banana is a goon. He is. He's in SA. He's a goon. Like I said, he's not the most active person in the community, but he is a goon. Gotta give him that. If he wants to call it Goon Swarm, I guess that's okay. But you're not the real goon swarm. That's all I gotta say on that topic, really. The, the meme was born. Where banana? Yeah, where banana? Oh, that's because um, even I, I went to a lot of CTAs. I didn't really see banana very often at all. I saw him a couple times in Delve when I was just doing ratting stuff with people down there. But I like, mean, that's it. I don't know what banana does. I guess he's too busy leading the giant coalition that is Pantheon to show up for CTAs. He's been to some. I'm not going to say he doesn't show up, but for the most part, he doesn't go to the CTAs Pantheon. Um, I heard he's up. a myth. He's just a name in the wind. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so. I mean, I don't know if that guy's even left Delve since uh, he set up Pantheon, man. I don't know what he does. I've seen him, personally, I've seen him at A Home Defense, and that was uh, one in Delve. Um, so I don't I don't know what he does in the game. All I know is that he's doing something to manage this giant collection of what I think Pantheon is like three, four thousand members just in the Discord. It's a big community, but it takes a lot of work, I'm sure. Yeah. Well maybe it's his entertaining firesides. Oh yeah. No, that's that's one thing that I will give something in it too. He's uh he's a really good public speaker. He sure is. He knows how to how to engage a crowd, get them, get their energy going, get them emotional. I mean, I was at a lot of those fire sites, and I loved it when 
some banana would do his little speeches during them. It was really entertaining. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely one thing Sun Banana is doing doing well. Whenever Sun Banana starts doing those good speeches, that's when Pantheon's gonna no longer be Pantheon, man. That that is like an integral part of Pantheon. I feel is is those rousing speeches. It doesn't have to be some banana, but someone's got to do them. I mean that that's that was part of the fun. That was that was half the reason I would show up to a fireside was just to hear those speeches. <laughs> well, you can still hear them because they still get leaked. Oh yeah, no, I've heard the recent ones. I mean, Honk has some ear somewhere at every single fireside and I've, I've seen the mp3 recordings of them so yeah he's still doing them that's good to know so what's the state of the galaxy now with honk shh and uh pen gen 22 oh man it's spicy man <laughs> it's real spicy i yeah um, just with all there's the been propaganda. a lot of roams. oh yeah, yeah. and that yeah. too yeah uh shh and pantheon right now are trading blows um with Rome's, there's nothing official right now. If you want my personal opinion, and this is coming solely from me, I haven't heard this from anyone else, I think what's going to happen is SHH and Pantheon are probably going to have a war. I'm guessing it's going to happen after caps come out, once we get dreads and everything like that. That's when people are really going to be excited again for another big war, but I mean, that's, that's, that's probably something that's going to come up in the future, man. I mean, Honk's already destroying people in Fountain and Delve. I mean, I, I see I see the KMs in Discord all the time and in um in uh in the corp logs, I mean it's ridiculous the amount of is that we're just bleeding out from Pantheon. It's it's in the hundreds of billions, if not over several trillion, honestly. Badran alone with that freaking Macarial Gate Camp has I believe last I heard about it he was he was himself personally nearing a trillion in damages Jeez. from that one gate camp. Is oh yeah, where, um, it is ridiculous. Is that where all the Pantheon tax money is going? Is into all these death mails? <laughs> it, it might be, man. It might be. I mean, and Badran, he is collecting. He is collecting. But um, yeah, uh, it's a spicy situation right now in the galaxy, man. Um, all eyes should be on SHH and Pantheon and I shouldn't say just Pantheon because um did you hear that Jinfed declared war on Honk? Did you hear about that? Uh no. When when was this? Is this on Reddit posted when like this? within the last day? Uh, um I'd have to go look it up, but it happened the last uh like two, three weeks. I believe like last two weeks. Um oh, maybe I it happened. It. We 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 were Jinfed Fed Reddit made us red, um, and uh, there's been there's been some talk about it. Uh, there's some Reddit stuff that I was linked to not long ago that I believe was like the official discussion about it. But um, yeah, uh, apparently Jin Fed's at war with Honk. What do you do? It's not like we're gonna do anything different than what we were doing before. I mean, they can send their fleets to syndicate all they want. They're not gonna do much. I mean, the geese, we migrate. We go all over the galaxy. We, we're literally here just to have fun and honking local. I mean, you go to war with us, cool. That's just another corp or alliance, really, on your on your standings list. It's not going to do much to be red with honk. We're going to do what we want. It's hard to keep us out. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Jin, with that development from GenFed, obviously GenFed's going to try to help out with... Um, pantheon if they do go to war with shh um 
Honk, which is technically part of SHH, but sort of an independent entity within SHH. I mean, we're already in a semi-war with Pantheon. Mostly we're just clearing out Fountain. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's, there's going to be a bandwagon. That's going to happen soon. There's going to be a bandwagon of various alliances, coalitions that are going to jump on board. They're going to pick sides, and it's going to be another uh, galactic war is what it's going to turn into. That's how I at least see it happening over in the near what? future. <laughs> over what? What do they have That's to a good fight question, about? man. That's a good question. That's a good question. What is going to be the thing that sparks it? And you know what? It might be Honk. It might be Honk. It oh really might gosh. be. From from listening in on various conversations and reading things on Discord and Reddit, it really might be Honk. Um, Mama, uh, what had uh, she? I believe Jinfred went to war with Honk because we were trolls or we were toxic or something like that. Um, I'll I'll have to find you the actual thing. Um, I'm not. I don't try to keep up with intergalactic politics as much as I used to, but I mean, it's there's some very interesting developments happening right now in the galaxy that people really need to be paying attention to. Um, Some banana himself, uh, this is why I think it's going to be over Honk, some banana himself told me that Pantheon is under attack and Honk is a big part of that, so I think that it really is going to be Honk that's going to bring this potential galactic war or at least spark it and it's not that honk is doing anything particular i mean we're just we're just doing what we always do we're just having fun honking local doing pvp i mean that's what makes the game fun and i think that what we're going to see is everyone that sees the game in that light where it's it's about having fun pvp and not just being a big blue donut. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to join the quote-unquote resistance if this war does happen. Not Now, let me just... I've been talking for the last, like, what? 15 minutes about there being a, maybe a big war. This is all just from my <laughs> perspective. Just so everyone knows out there, this is just from Cairo's perspective. I think there will be a war. I'm not saying there will be. Don't, don't say Cairo's talking shit. Overhawk. I'm just saying there might be something. Well, I mean, the reason I'm saying it's over Honk, man, is because that's what, I'm, that's what I've been seeing. That's what I've been reading. It really does seem like people are just getting upset at Honk for doing what Honk does. And, and SHH I mean, supports that's that. SHH supports it. And it supports yeah. Honk. They're blue, right? Honk is an entity within the Federation. Pantheon, uh, I can't use the word hate, but they dislike Honk very much. And so, I mean, I think it was even Pantheon, they uh, used Honk as an excuse to close down the uh, GOAT server. Yeah, um, you know something that's funny? Um, Honk was actually, and I I learned this more recently after joining Honk. I'm in Honk proper, the actual corp. Um, And I've learned this more recently, is that when Honk was actually looking for a coalition to be blue with, because, you know... A coalition provides more content for everyone. Everyone should probably join one eventually, just for your player base to have stuff to do. Not all the time will your alliance be doing something, but when Honk was looking for a coalition, they had actually reached out to Pantheon, and they got turned down. But SHH took them in, and that's 
I mean, Pantheon could have avoided this months and months ago during the start of the game. I be- Banana flew with Honk. He flew with Honk before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I just I feel like I feel like the setup for whatever future conflict is coming between these major entities um, is something that's been boiling for months, possibly since like the game launched, like, at least early on when the game was fresh and new. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, all eyes really do need to be on SHH, Pantheon, and Honk, and we already know that GenFed's going to bandwagon with whatever Pantheon does, because, I mean, we... I'm saying we, because at the time I was part of the effort to save their asses, but we saved them. I mean, I mean, you just look at the history of that war, GenFed would not have survived if it wasn't for Pantheon and Catch-22 coming to their aid. Um, there was several times where, during the start of the war, when GenFed was um, going up against ACR, and uh, it wasn't even ACR back then, or was it? They, they've rebranded several times, I can't yeah. remember, but um, yeah. When, when that Southern War was kicking off, um, GenFed was losing a lot. They were they, they couldn't hold any of the, the... It wasn't really solved back then, but they couldn't really hold the space that they had claimed. Um, and then Pantheon showed up, and we saved them. We really did. So I know that whatever Pantheon decides to do, GenFed's going to have their back in at 100%. And I, I already know, obviously, that all of the leaders of these various coalitions know this as well. That's why that's why probably why no one really wants to touch Pantheon too much. Because if you do, you're gonna have like half the game coming at you. I mean these are huge coalitions, um Pantheon Genfed. Like I said, a pa- pa- uh, Pantheon alone has like five thousand, four thousand, somewhere around there people in their discord alone. I, I don't I'm not actually in the Pantheon Discord, so I can't see the current number count, but it, there is there is many thousands of people in that in that one community alone, um, and GenFed as well. I was in that one. They had I want to say two thousand, maybe three thousand. They had a lot of people themselves. I mean, that's those are overwhelming numbers. So I, I that's why I think that when a war does start, it's probably going to be it's probably going to be a lot of people versus Pantheon GenFed again. Is what it's going to turn into, and we're just going to have to see how that turns out. The shape of the galaxy is definitely going to change in the next few months after caps come out, in my opinion. Yeah. There you go, 5,500 members on Pantheon. Dang. All right, Cairo. Yep. I'm going to have to end it there, though. We've been we've been talking for a good chunk of time. So, man, we hit a lot of topics. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm a talker. Eight. Yeah. Dude, it was a great time talking with you. And, uh, we'll have to come back again. Like, seriously, we, and in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks, uh, I'm sure a lot of this news that's going around now, um, it, it's going to evolve into who knows what, right? We'll just, um, have to see what it turns into, huh? Oh yeah, man. That's the thing. We're going to have to just wait and see all of us line members. We're just going to have to wait and see what our leadership decides for us. That's how I see it. But until then, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, man. I'm going to keep roaming, making money doing PvP. That's that's what I find fun in the game. No honking one's going to tell local. me not to do that. Honking in local, man. That's the big thing. you got to honk in local if you're in honk. If you don't honk, then why are you even in the alliance, you know? Yeah. Well, do you got any closing thoughts or shoutouts? Um, I want to make a shout-out to 
the harrowing who still plays the game he's in honk but man harrowing dude you were the guy that made das boop das boop that i loved you really were you made that coalition what it was at the time it's changed a lot since then but man i loved my time so much in in das boop uh, i'm so happy that nsf joined das boop after we left gha um I just can't be thankful enough for him making that awesome community. And also another shout out, Morton Lore and Vladimir, ninety. Uh, you guys, my my fellow officers in Legacy and NSF, you guys are phenomenal. You, you guys are the ones that helped me keep that community going and building it up. And if it wasn't for for you two, then the NSF wouldn't be around anymore. It really wouldn't be. Um, we we struggled through all of GHA, through all, when we were in Geminate, we struggled there. When we came to Das Boop, we lost a lot of members to other corps in Pantheon because everyone was like, well, we're here in this space now, might as well join the big guys. But we kept it going. We kept that alliance going, and I really hope that Legacy, in particular the corp, um, is able to to continue i really do like that community and i'm definitely going to be obviously as they know i'm still going to be part of the legacy gaming community that we have going on we're actually planning on doing some stuff uh in halo infinite when it comes out i'll be there so if anyone wants to join the legacy gaming community hit up cairo if you're interested in halo that's about it <laughs> well cairo it was a pleasure yeah man we'll have to do this again if i got some more interesting stuff to talk to you about yeah, I'd say uh, hit me up. We'll get you put on the schedule right away. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll oh, sure, man, up. sure. And uh, yeah, so all right. Thanks for coming on and uh, talking with me today about all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, absolutely, oh, man. This uh, the new Eden. You know, uh, aside from the all the update stuff, but all the politics stuff too is uh, it's really juicy right now, especially on Reddit and uh makes oh, makes for God, entertaining reads dude we could talk about that and as a whole another episode as it is but right now yeah we'll close it out so thank you cairo and uh fly safe out there you too rambo see you space cowboy well that wraps it up for this week if you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or like and share my YouTube channel and subscribe for future videos. Also, if you wish, please join my Discord. That is where I do my roundtable talks, post all my episodes. I have my guest list on there. You can also post your very own corp ad. I'll leave that link to my Discord in the description. And if you even want more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on in the galaxy. Go check out Damon Zell over on YouTube on his show Echoes from the Front, where he goes over game announcements, patch notes, alliance, news, drama, battles, and much more. So thank you everybody for listening. Take care, fly safe, and I shall see you next week. Oh, oh.